The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Radio Club at nofocusradio.com. There you can get exclusive content and merch. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of Lidomine Media's podcasts and radio shows, like we read, at lidominemedia.com. We're back after a little bit of a break there. Yes, a little hiatus. Had a little hiatus. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the only radio hour made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, and for those who... Like the smell of the Central Valley. That's yeah. it. As always, we have our beautiful cast of characters. We have the doorman. Hey, and I'd like to add to those who've seen UFOs in the Central Valley. Was oh, that a thing? I, I don't know. Oh. I just wanted to add it. So. <laughs> we also have with us Mr. Marty Stupidasso. You know, you could see your doctor about your hiatus. They have cures for that. I actually just saw my doctor about my hiatus. I got really? off the phone with him. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a Zoom call, so I had a show with my camera. Your Ooh. hiatus? Yeah, I had to nice. get nice and close to the hiatus. Yeah. Oh, we, does your microphone smell? A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> yeah, we also have with us Mr. Don Schlicks. I'm happy to be back. I missed a couple shows, and That's I'm right. happy to be back. He was traveling yeah. to get uh, a guest. Not this guest. We actually have a guest today. We have a special guest for all of you listeners. We have with us Mr. Jeremy Elvis Pierce. Whoop, whoop. Ooh. Hey, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we got that one for free. That right. one is for free, right? <laughs> God, I hope so. No, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, actually, actually, uh, uh, if we jump, want to jump right into it, a uh, little uh, inside baseball. Jeremy and I are kind of related. We're actually family. Actually. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Kind of related, actually family. There you go. Yeah, kind of related, actually family. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah, you got into Graceland for free no, and everything. I wish. I wish. I've, I've known Jeremy for, for quite a few years now. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so he's, he's an amazing uh, Elvis impersonator. What can I say? And nothing, none of that talent rubbed off on you? No. <laughs> no, I will say, I will say, though, I did do Elvis once. I don't even think really? Jeremy. Really? There's think Jeremy, lots of women who would be jealous of Oh, you. hey, I don't think Jeremy even knows about this. I, uh, I don't. Yeah, I actually did. I got to play Elvis, man. It was very cool. Uh, it was, uh, we did it for Roger Rock as they were doing Miss Saigon. Mm. And in, in the end of it, there's kind of an American, uh, you know, I don't know, homage or whatever. And so, you know, it's coming out all the stereotypical stuff. And Elvis was one of them. Yeah. So I had the full suit and I and, uh, got to put on the whole thing. And the only direction they gave me is just, we'll do some Elvis moves. So, man, I'm sitting I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm sitting there on YouTube, and I'm pulling up all these Elvis moves and stuff. And did you yeah, any, so like, was, karate kicks? Like yeah, did, I did. Yeah. I did the karate kick and the whole arm swing yeah. where I'm swinging the arm around and all that great stuff. Yeah, so it was fun, man. It was a blast. It was a blast. It made so, you feel like you've never felt before, huh? It did, man. It was <laughs> awesome. I had the suit with the whole the sequence and all that stuff, and it was it was fun. It was really fun. So I can't even imagine what you go through every performance, you know? Uh, it's it's like being in fantasy camp. I mean, there's not too many jobs where you get to wear a cape to work every day. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Cool. So, Jeremy, if you don't mind, I'm I'm gonna I'd love to find out. I heard a little bit earlier you mentioned that you did something like how many shows a year do you do on average? Well, before the pandemic, we were doing between 180 and 200 shows a year, wow. and that was every year for the last 20 years. That That's like a- that rivals the real Elvis, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's wow. it's a a heavy number of shows, and that's what made the pandemic 
so devastating, not only financially, but also physically, because when you're used to doing that level of physical activity oh, and, yeah. and you go down to almost nothing, it was a shock to the system every which way. Mm. I can imagine. Now, what about your voice? Singing like Elvis isn't easy. Uh, I bet you have to condition your voice. Has your, have you noticed that like, if you tried to do Elvis right now, would it be difficult for you since you haven't been singing like him for a long time? Well, I, I have been getting back to it the last couple of months. So I'm getting back in a rhythm. But yeah, I, uh, I did notice that, you know, when I went down to, you know, one show a month, because we started doing Facebook live shows mm. and so forth. And um, but yeah, I noticed that I, I didn't have the complete control that I had when I was doing it every night, because doing it 180 to 200 shows a year, you don't need to practice. That's the practice in and of itself. Yeah. But, mm. um, but then once I wasn't doing it that much, yeah, it got, uh, it got weird because yeah, everything was just not, not tuned in the way it should be. Well, that, that's just the way it was performing, right? I mean, even a lot of yeah. uh, bands you hear say the same thing when they don't go out on tour for a long time and they do, it's like they have to get back in shape and tour shape. Yeah. It, it takes yeah. a lot on the body, it takes a toll on the body. Now you were telling, yeah, uh, I was going to say, you were telling me something interesting though. Now during the pandemic, and, and I know you said, you know, the shows got cut, man, and you were having, I mean, it was a hard time for you, but, but also go into what you actually found out. You actually kind of did something. You're able to turn it around a little bit and, and perform, uh, during that time. Right. Yeah. You know, what it ended up happening was, you know, middle of March when everything uh, came down, our whole schedule got canceled. I mean, the phone was just ringing cancellation after cancellation. Mm. All of a sudden, your whole schedule's wiped out. So we're freaked out. We are freaked out. And so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so we had this idea. What if we did a show on Facebook Live? Would anybody tune in and would anybody pay to watch a show on Facebook Live? Mm. And so um, we did it. We had like 200 uh, tickets sold. And then we thought, okay, well, everyone feels sorry for me. You know, can we replicate that? We're still doing them. Oh, wow. really? Doing, really? We're back to our live shows. We have fans out of state, fans that have trouble leaving the house at any time. And they're like, please keep doing these online shows. Wow. And so we're still going to keep doing those, even though we're back to our regular schedule. So you created, awesome. a, it's kind of created a, a different market for you. You found a new, a new way to uh, get Elvis out there, right? A new way to perform. We did. And the thing that was missing, because obviously you don't have the personal touch. You can't put your arm around somebody. Yeah. You can't do that. And one of the things with Elvis's shows is Elvis would toss out these scarves from around his neck. And they were little mementos for the fans to take home. And we thought, man, how can we incorporate this? So what we ended up doing is I'll take the scarf. I'll toss it toward the camera, say who it's for, and then that scarf goes in the mail to them the next morning oh, and they have cool. that very scarf. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. so, yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Now, if someone's interested in hooking up and watching your performance, where would they go to get this information? Because this sounds fantastic. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. We take requests from the fans. It's all live, and th then we leave it up. So if they want to go back and see their scarf moment over and over, oh, they can watch amazing. it as many times as they want. Once they're accepted into the group, then they can watch it as many times as they want. Um, but, yeah, you just go to facebook.com slash Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Elvis Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, facebook.com slash Jeremy Elvis Pierce. And on there, you find out about my online shows, my in-person shows, uh, everything that we offer. And also on jeremyelvispierce.com is a lot of that information too. So if anybody, that's basically the main main spot to get a hold of you if anybody yep. wants to to uh, connect with you. Okay, good. Yeah, and we'll have that in the in the show notes on uh, nofocusradio.com as well. So Great. for those Appreciate of you who are listening, it. yeah. Now, now, I've known you for a long time, but I don't think I've ever really asked you or got the story. How did this all come about? How did you, you know, become Elvis? What, how, how did that happen? Well, people ask me, did I set out to do Elvis for a living? I didn't even know you could do Elvis for a living. <laughs> and, uh, but I did it in a, they were having a little talent show for kids at the Reedley Library. Uh, and uh, I was eight years old and I told my mom I wanted to do Elvis. So she spray painted mm. my hair black. And um, I just did lip sync at that time. I, I didn't really sing. And then so I did it all through grade school, you know, different um, little backyard things. Somebody pay me, you know, 20 bucks to come sing a few songs in their backyard. I thought this is pretty fun. Yeah. And then when I was 15, I actually started to really sing. 
And um, so ever since I was 15, I did it all the way through. But it started with a little kid's talent show. Now, now did, your, uh, did, you, did you listen to Elvis as a kid or did your, did your mom or family or how did you get? That's what people expect that, you know, he must have had a mom that really loved Elvis or something. Um, my mom wasn't into, into Elvis. My dad liked all oldies, but we didn't have any Elvis records at our house. I saw him at uh, uh, on one of his movies. They used to show his movies quite a bit on Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, when I was a little kid, I saw one of his beach movies, and I thought, man, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the looks, he's got the moves, the personality, he's got the girls. I want to yeah, be like the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's how it started. I just saw him on TV, and it's like, so I asked my parents to get me something of him for Christmas, and they got me one poster and one record. And that started it off. Wow. Awesome. What, really cool. what is your favorite Elvis era? Because he has multiple eras like Vegas Elvis and the young Elvis, leather Elvis. Which is your favorite? Yeah. My, my favorite is the Vegas Elvis, not the Elvis at the very end. You know, Elvis obviously had a, had a sad last couple of years. But when he first came back to live performing, first came to Vegas, he's in tip top shape. He's thrilled to be back in front of a live audience because he's yeah. only been making movies for the last 10 years. And so that. Elvis at the peak of his powers when he first comes back to live performing. That's my favorite. That's when Elvis became Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, is that the famous uh, black uh, jumpsuit uh, where he sits down and he's doing kind of the... Uh... That's the start of it. The, the Because what happens is he's going to do this TV special. He's been making movies and they're like, we got to bring Elvis back. We've got to mm. bring him back to the throne of rock and roll. All these other acts have come and kind of taken his place. And so he did that black leather show. It was such a smash. They called it like, the comeback okay, special, the 69 comeback special. 69, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, 1969, yeah. 68. 68, 68 oh, yeah. yeah, 68 comeback. And he does that, and they're like, oh, my gosh, where's this guy been the last 10 years, you know? Yeah. And so now it's how do we take it from here? People want, and, and not only that, but uh, just besides the performance, he's coming out with new material. Instead of movie soundtracks like he's been doing, now he has Suspicious Minds. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this guy still got it. Yeah. It's interesting because during the 60s, he was, yeah, like he said, sidelined making movies. He wasn't very happy about them. He wanted to make real movies, and they wanted him yeah. to make those cheesy musicals. And so yeah. he, he wasn't happy about the movies. And uh, during that whole time, Beatlemania came. And, you know, yep. there were people talking like, oh, Elvis was, you know, last decade. He's, you know, he's not yeah. relevant anymore, yeah. you know. But yep. then all of a sudden he exactly. came and exploded back on the scene. It was pretty cool. Yeah, no, yeah. very, yeah, very cool. Very cool. Now you you have a uh, uh, family business. I mean, you know, you got a lot of your family that's involved, and I think that's also the very cool thing about what you do. Um, as far as the yeah. shows, now you said you you do how many shows? A hundred and some odd shows a year, right? Hundred. Yeah, yeah. We were doing. I think we did in twenty nineteen. I think we did about hundred and eighty shows. What what and, what, what does yeah. it take to set up a show, man? It's like, how long? Now, I know, you know, we've done theater. I've done theater, and you know that for a long time. As a matter of fact, we'll get into that, too. Uh, you do perform down at Roger Rockas, or you did from time to time, huh? Back, uh, I don't know if it was back pre-COVID, but. Yeah, um, we hope to get back there, too. Yeah. Um, what, what does it take to set up a show? I was just kind of curious. Sure. It depends on the show, because if it's a, um, you know, smaller event, then it's just me singing to backing tracks. And that show would just consist of, you know, my wife books the shows and is stage assistant. My son, um, who just graduated from high school, he sets up all the sound equipment for Mm. those smaller shows. So it's just a three person family operation for those smaller events. Now, for the larger events, now we've got sound companies. Now we've got band members. And so it really depends on the event because we just did one in Monterey for the Rock and Rod Festival. And that that's a major production, those type of shows. And so it, it all depends. But, I mean, we do really every size event, you know, depending on the budget. Now, did you have to uh, rehearse with the band? You had a live band with you then, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And you, did yeah, you have to rehearse lot, with lot. the band and everything? Or how does that how does that work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And wow. I even enjoy the rehearsals, you know, because the – I enjoy all the shows, and if I'm singing to tracks, I enjoy those shows too. But the energy of performing, obviously, mm. with a live band, and even the rehearsals, you know, when you're in there and you nail it, it's like, oh, this is this going to be good, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to switch, unless, Justin, you have a question. Sorry. Well, I just had a couple – I have two questions. You've done so many shows. I wanted to see if you could, you know, pick out one or two of your favorites. Maybe it was a big venue or a special, you know, a special show that you remember well. And then I also wanted to ask about – 
Um, Elvis, his enduring popularity, like what age <laughs> are you still seeing younger people come out and, and discovering Elvis or, or has that been too long? Or, you know what I mean? Like how, sure. how, how enduring is he? Yeah, no. Um, first of all, your first question, as far as the, the memorable shows, yeah. um, two really stand out. One is I brought in Elvis's original backing singers, the Sweet Inspirations. Oh, wow. And uh, they were the sole trio that toured with Elvis. And I did a show at Tower Theater with them. Wow. And um, just having the same ladies up there singing that background, you know, this is fantasy camp again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, and then we brought in for another show, Elvis's original drummer that played on Hound Dog, Heartbreak Hotel, Jealous Rock, you name oh, it. Wow. And we did all of those songs together, me and that guy, and riding in the limousine with Elvis's original drummer wow, to the show. It's like, cool. man, this is good stuff. Yeah. Was that one at the Tower Theater also? That one was at Tower Theater. I think I saw also. that show. Yeah, because I've seen a few of your shows. I think that was one of the ones I got to see. So, yeah, it was very yeah, cool. Yeah, that very was cool. killed. We did, we did all three eras. That's the only time I've done all three eras in one show. We yeah, did the yeah. 50s stuff. Then I did do the black leather sit down. We did the little jam thing because he was a part of that too. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we did that little black leather jam. And then I came and did the jumpsuit Elvis. So we, that was the only show where I did all three eras at, at it, it's, once. It's funny, man. You're kind of giving me chills right now. I can't imagine what it was like to be sitting there singing with Elvis's drummer, you know? Yeah, that was really uh, good for me. Fantastic. It was yeah, fantastic. Unbelievable. And, uh, for his backing singers, what I had done is I made a CD of all the little fun comments Elvis had said to them on stage. And that's what we listened to on our way to the show was Elvis talking <laughs> oh, wow. to them that's and cool. little jokes and stuff. And then gave them that copy when they were done. I had spliced it all together from all different shows. Oh, yeah. wow. Very, that's cool. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as kids coming, um, obviously, you know, their parents bring them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can see it's like mom and dad drug them along and they could care less. But then other times you can tell, like me when I was eight years old, that little spark happens. Yeah. You know, mm. and then all of a sudden you see them coming back again, again. And now they've got their little small Jeremy Elvis Pierce t-shirt that they're sporting at the shows. <laughs> and I'll give them a pair of Elvis sunglasses and um, different things like that. So, yeah, we get obviously it skews to the Elvis demographic, the folks that we have at the shows. But we do get a fair number of kids, too. And there's quite a few younger people going to Graceland these days. Yeah, wow. that's super cool. Yeah. I have a, I have a quick, couple of quick questions, too. Um, sometimes whenever you take on a personality like Elvis, it becomes all-encompassing. So how many jumpsuits do you have? Mm. <laughs> I have nine jumpsuits wow. right now. And they're made by the same guy that made Elvis's original suits. No way. That's incredible. So they look exactly, if you were to put one on a mannequin, Next to its match at Graceland, you could hardly tell them apart other than Elvis's look a little more aged. Wow. That's awesome. What would you say is the hardest thing to develop to be an Elvis impersonator? What would be the hardest thing? Oh, man. Well, all, all of it's difficult. I mean, it, it's funny because there's so many Elvises. And so it seems like that's an easy thing to do. You slap mm. on a suit, you, you know, hey, baby, whatever. And, mm. you know, it's an easy thing to do. But everyone's kind of got their specialty some guys really have the voice mm -hmm. you know there's a couple guys that's like wow they sound identical yeah 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 you sound almost just like then there's guys that they've perfected every single mannerism mm -hmm. you know that's their thing to where i mean even just a you know flip of the hair or something they do it exactly like elvis and then other guys it's you know it's everybody kind of has their thing what i do i'm not so much as an elvis recreationist as i am an elvis stylist in mm. that I'm like the leader of the Elvis party. Some guys actually pretend they're Elvis during the show. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my hit from 1956. <laughs> they pretend they're actually Elvis. But me, as while I'm presenting the Elvis music, trying to look like him, trying to sound like him, I always say, you know, Elvis had this song, you know, in 1963 or whatever. I never try to pretend I'm actually him. Yeah, that's oh. a good call. I like that. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're, yeah. you're there entertaining. You're giving people the Elvis experience, and you're part of it. Yeah, and you're paying yeah, tribute yeah, to I'm the man. Like, like yeah. I say, I like to say I'm the leader yeah. of the Elvis party. I like that. <laughs> that's really cool. Very cool. I wanted to ask you about, this is something that I found out about you. Um, uh, a couple years ago, actually, I went to, I think you have a little, you have like a, a shop in one of the Clovis um, antique stores, I believe, the antique malls. I did. Yeah, I you did. did. Okay. Yeah, and I don't I remember, know. I think I either ran into you or ran into somebody there, and they told me that you owned Elvis's last Cadillac. Yes, sir. Still have it. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Can you tell yeah, me? How, how did that happen? How did, how did you come about that? 
I'd been wanting an Elvis car for a long time and I'd been watching car collector websites and different things. And all of a sudden I found out that one that Elvis bought the last year of his life, um, the guy that got it after Elvis died, he had passed on and it went to his granddaughter and she wanted to go to law school. And so she put it up for sale. It was in Denver. I rushed to Denver, struck the deal with the granddaughter before she really even realized what she had (laughs) and uh, put it on a trailer and drove it straight back to Fresno nonstop because I didn't want to leave it overnight anywhere, whatever. I had a buddy with me. We switched uh, going back and forth driving while one slept for a little bit and got it here. And uh, we've taken it to different places. We Right now, we don't have it out on tour, but we've taken it out before. And, I mean, we've had people sit down in there and start crying, mm-hmm. sitting where Elvis wow. sat. And uh, it wasn't until we got it home and did further research that we found out, not only is this one Elvis bought in the last year of his life, it's the last one he ever bought. Wow. Really? And, uh, this, yeah, this is the last Cadillac. Elvis bought an estimated 200 Cadillacs in his life. And this one was purchased in April of 77. He died in August of 77. And no one has ever been able to show a purchase post the one that we have. Wow. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very special car then. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Very yeah. special car. Yeah. That's my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, uh, you also had uh, like a museum, a traveling museum, uh, Elvis Museum. Do you still have that? And I know COVID, you know, probably put a stop to a lot of stuff. But uh, do you still have that? And are you going to take that out if you do? We have a lot of the memorabilia. We don't have the traveling museum, which was it was a 30 foot toy hauler, which had been converted inside to a museum, carpeting, chandeliers, crown molding cases, all the different stuff in it. But it was a real pain to take around and to set up. And people didn't really want to pay what it was worth for the hassle of this. I could make more money just going around doing my shows. And so we ended up um, selling the museum trailer itself and I still have artifacts and we'll take limited artifacts to different things and put them on display. Okay. And um, if they want like a little mini museum set up for their event, but we don't have the big full traveling deal that we used to. It was just a, really a pain in the butt, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be tough to, to take all that stuff around. Right. Cause you have, you do have quite a collection, right? And um, you, yeah. you do a lot of buying and, and a lot of selling too, correct? Yeah, that's actually about a third of our business is the Elvis merchandise. And uh, because we uh, we buy and sell high-end things, um, Elvis-owned items like rings, necklaces, um, belts um, that he wore on stage, a lot of different things like that. But we also sell everything all the way down to knickknacks. And mm. so, you know, it, as far as having a show for every budget, we also have Elvis merchandise for every budget. Whether you've got $5 or you got $5,000, I've got an Elvis item for you, you know. <laughs> and that's all on the Facebook site? Or can you, where, where do you that, find that stuff at? That stuff, uh, for the high-end stuff, I pretty much have private buyers that contact Gotcha, me. yeah. And then for the, the other stuff, we have a Facebook page that they can find off of my regular Facebook page that's just for the Elvis sales. Okay. Now, this is something yeah. my wife would absolutely love to see, and we've never seen you perform, I don't think. Um when are you, where is your next local show? When and where? My next local show, we just did a whole bunch because we're just getting kind of back online. and um, But we've got some announcements in the next few days of some fun local stuff that people are going to be excited about. And, and so, so, so since we haven't told the fan club yet, I don't want to say okay. just yet, <laughs> but some of those things are. But um, I will give a few things. Belmont Country Club, uh, they have me every other month. I'll be back there in August. That's open to the public. You don't have to be a member of the country club to go. It's a dinner show. It's $35 for dinner in the show. Ooh, nice. And then That's I'll good. be back there in August. And then um, I'll be at the Carruthers Fair in September. September 20, what is it? 30th? September 30th. I'll be at the Carruthers Fair. That's the largest free gate fair in California. And I love the Carruthers and, Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. great yeah. throwback to a better time. It really it is. is, yeah. That's a great way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, and so we have that. But we're going to be announcing some other local stuff very soon. But we have a fan club with over 200 dues-paying members. And if they don't get word first on the, Ooh, the first gigs, they get front row seats. There's there's trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we asked hey, you we about your... to check your Facebook page constantly yeah. to find this out. Okay, that's worth it, yeah. We asked you about your jumpsuit. I'm interested in how do you get Elvis hair? I mean, that's something I've always wanted. 
And I used to have a pretty good head of hair. It's kind of thinning now. And I used to comb it and kind of look like Elvis hair. So what yeah. what do you do with your hair to make it look like Elvis? Well, I wear a wig. Okay. It must and, be an expensive, uh, a pretty expensive wig, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's a relatively expensive wig. and um, But they're hot. Yeah, I you bet. Know? Yeah. And <laughs> here, here in the valley um, in July, you know, you're outside. You've got this you know, 20 pound suit on, you got a cape, you've got a wig. It's oh like, gosh. wow, this is really warm, yeah. you know, but, <laughs> uh, but then, uh, what I wouldn't give to be that hot last summer when I hardly had any shows. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not crying by any stretch. So when during the also, show, let me say this though, if anyone's looking for real Elvis hair, we have collector cards with a quarter inch for 40 bucks. Wow. All right. <laughs> maybe, I can, maybe I can clone it and then get a hair transplant. That's right. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park, clone that hair. <laughs> Grow That's it right. yourself. You're growing actual Elvis hair. That'd be awesome. I, I will share one other thing with you real quick, asking about memorable things. Uh, Jay Leno invited me on his TV show, Jay Leno's Garage. Oh, wow. And we showed the Cadillac. We showed the collection and all the stuff that I sell. And then I got to have lunch with Jay and see his car collection and everything. Oh, wow. Like, oh, man. Yeah. That is awesome. Very cool. That That's cool. Time. We were just talking about Jay the other day. Yeah. 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 Can That's you can awesome. you check that episode on is it streaming somewhere or do you know? Oh, man. Um, it might be on YouTube. I don't even remember exactly what wow. season or what episode it How was. How long ago was it? Do you remember? Uh, let me see. 2016, maybe? Okay, Wow. Mm yeah, having a, uh, I can't remember exactly when that was, but uh, yeah. Very. What was that? Sorry, I keep checking with my wife over here. <laughs> no, she knows. She, it's great. She's the one that really knows everything. You know? <laughs> she's got it all down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, now, oh, here it is. She's got it. It was yeah. on uh, the, the May 10th, 2016, is when we filmed it or it aired? When we filmed it. So okay. it aired in November of 2016. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so check out Jay Leno's Garage. I think you can probably check yeah. those, get those Very episodes, cool. like you said, on YouTube. Um, also, I was going to say, speaking of craziness, though, you uh, you probably deal with a lot of crazy fans. I mean, I've heard some stories. I don't want to say crazy fans. Let's say very uh, excited fans, excitable fans. I've seen when you give out those scarves, man, and it is it, it's it's a it's craziness down there. They will go for those things. I mean, it is unbelievable. So, oh. if, Marty, if you do take your wife and you think you're going to get a scarf for her, <laughs> you better get on full battle gear, man, because it... <laughs> That's how I mean, you know, they really they love it. They just love it down there. So yeah, I mean, that I'm so glad Elvis gave those scarves out because it's such a huge part of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, they just they treasure these. I mean, we had oh, a yeah. fan that was just buried this week with a scarf around her neck. Oh wow! Really? I mean, that's how meaningful these scarves are to these people. And at Elvis's shows, um, I mean, they would get in in brawls over. Them. Mm. You know, literal brawl. One girl would get on one end, one would get on another end, and they're just pulling on it, and you know, till it tears or somebody wins. And um, at our shows, it's usually not quite that bad. But what ends up happening more at my shows than like fights is one of the regular fans will think, um, you know, well, he must like this person better if they got Uh, one. You know, that kind of jealousy. And 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 I can't remember maybe who got one last or who's due one or <laughs> right. that, you know, that kind of stuff. And so there's kind of the scarf politics, you know, that's yeah. so interesting. <laughs> but you do a good job of, of keeping everything pretty sane down there. Right. I mean, you're, you're handing them out and, and, and you try to get it to everyone, you know, so you do a, a good job of that, man. You know, I try keeping the peace. I want, I want people to have the best time. And there are some people that the best time is just to sit there quietly in the shadows and, just watch. Just be you know, entertained. Yeah. Uh, other, yeah. Other people, they want to be involved in the show. You can tell. And yeah. so I'll always, uh, I want people to know it's like, if you want to be involved, you're going to be. If you don't want to be involved, I can sense that and you're not going to be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but that's, a, that's a mark of a good entertainer, you know. I mean, that, that you're able to do that, you know. and Yeah. Because I, I, I never want to embarrass somebody, you know. I mean, there's some Elvis impersonator, Elvis tribute artist, whatever you want to call it, that you know, they'll grab somebody up. And now let's sing Blue Hawaii and put a grass skirt on this guy or whatever. It's just a bunch of hokey stuff. Right. And, you know, I don't I do not do things like that. I try to keep it, you know, uh, on, on a level that honors Elvis's music and his image while at the same time having fun. I don't take it too seriously, but I take Elvis seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, I got a quick game for the, these three guys. I think mm. Jeremy will know this. I'm going to name four Elvis movies. I want you to tell me which one was a fake. 
Okay, which one's fake? Okay, I'm going to let right. these guys answer, right? I'm yeah. only going to answer if they don't know. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, uh, Tickle Me, Peachy Keen, Harem Scarum, Double Trouble. Which one's fake? Yeah. It's fake, Harem Scarum. Tickle Me. No, I know Tickle Me, I think, is a real one. Is it? Uh, it's a musical. I thought that was with uh, Peachy Keen. Um, Tickle Me Elmo. Peachy I thought it was with Elmo. Keen. Peachy Keen. Tickle Harem. me. Harem has got to be for real. Harem Scarum sounds real. I'm doing Peachy Keen. Fake. I'll stick with Tickle Me. Harem Scarum. Do you know the right one, Jeremy? Peachy Keen. That's is right. Fake. It's fake. It's oh, real. Oh, Max is right. Yeah. yeah Max wow. is right. Wow. <laughs> I thought that would have yeah. been the real one. Oh, God. Harem Scarum, real quick. Harem Scarum, Elvis uh, goes and takes care of Middle East assassins. He yes. kills them with his serious? bare hands. Yeah. He kills them with that. his bare hands as well as leopards that jump at him. Elvis kills him with one strike. <laughs> oh, did, wow. yeah, Karate so strike. Tickle me. Elvis works uh, at, on a dude ranch for girls trying to lose weight. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. then, uh, <laughs> and then the last one, Double Trouble. Elvis has a uh, bunch of girls chasing him and, and jewel thieves that he's trying to catch and different things that it's over in Europe. And but those are all real Elvis. Does he, play a a twin? Does he play a twin in Double Trouble? Are there two of them or something? He plays a twin in Kissing Cousins. Oh, that's right. Oh, Kissing yeah, Kissing yeah. he's a okay. blonde yeah. Elvis. Absolute authority. Elvis. My gosh, you're incredible. how many how many Elvis mo- now are all those musicals? Most uh, of them. He, he made a, them. he made one or two kind of straight films um yeah charo i think being yeah, like most serious right yeah, yeah. charo yeah, had a song uh for the opening credits that's it that's the only mm. Elvis movie that doesn't have songs within interesting wow. yeah. interesting how many movies did he make total do you know jeremy he made 31 feature films and two concert documentaries wow I mean, he's a that's a lot of movies that's yeah. a, that is a lot of movies yeah <laughs> um, yeah i mean elvis made basically the same movie you know, over and over for years. <laughs> yeah. And he was getting paid a million dollars a picture when that was big money. In oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Wow. We know a guy, uh, Jeff uh, Brown, who works for the company that Marty and I work for, who was an old actor in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And he was in Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Did you know that, Marty? That Jeff Brown wow. was in Blue Hawaii? I didn't know he's in Blue Hawaii. He plays a guy. I guess he gets in a fight. Is there a bar scene in Blue Hawaii where Elvis, like, yes. yeah, gets in a fight? That's Jeff Brown. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pretty wow. funny. Yeah. And Jeff Brown was also in a movie called Nude on the Moon. Great film. Great film. <laughs> Nude on the Moon. Nude on the Moon. <laughs> Did Elvis in that one or no? No, that's no. not an Elvis film. <laughs> yeah, I had the pleasure of watching that with Marty and his wife. Jeff Brown, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like just saying Marty and his wife, though. It sounds uh, inappropriate. Sounds Very cool. Very cool. Is it, is it about time to take a break, real quick? It is. You, how'd you know? Did you hear the music? Yeah, I heard, heard it. The music I heard it up. coming in. You're right. going to stay with us, right? Yeah. All, All right, right cool. Deal. We'll be right back with more Jeremy Elvis Pierce on the No Focus Radio Hour. Stick with us. Hi, everybody. This is your host, Max DeBoss here. I wanted to give you a quick word about acapellachocolate.com, our fantastic sponsor. As you know, acapellachocolate.com is made with the finest ingredients and uh, happens to be made by uh, my family. So you know it's good. Uh, So just check out acapellachocolate.com. There's no new holidays coming up, so I haven't bought a domain name or anything. Um, But if you guys have a holiday i'll buy the domain name and forward it over to the uh I website i think we should redo father's day it's father's day fourth of july chocolate.com there's no better time to buy i should see how much that is there's no better time to buy chocolate in the fourth of july also so, um for father's day i did not get any deboss no, no. did that really yeah i hinted hinted never got it so my family's up for sale on craigslist so you know oh my oh, goodness no, that's ridiculous i'll meet you at a starbucks and we'll exchange i'm just giving them away for chocolate Wow, I can't believe that. <laughs> the bourbon chocolates, the though. Bourbon filled chocolates. You can have a family. And you can have a whole family um, ready to go. <laughs> They're pretty useless. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, check out uh, 4th of That's the number 4 th of July chocolate.com. You're going to head on over there and get some chocolate for the 4th. So, uh, celebrate America's Nothing, independence. Nothing's more patriotic than chocolate on it's the 4th. That's true. That yeah. is true. So check it out, um, and thanks for listening. 
Hell, we're back. That was a quality ad. We are back. I uh, pre-recorded that one. I spent some time on it. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was the best so far. I do actually. I have another game that we're gonna play. We're gonna play this one because Jeremy, you have lived in Fresno for how many years? You've been in town for a long time, Fresno. Yeah, I live in Clovis now for the last couple of years, but I lived okay. in Fresno for 20 years before that. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to play, this is a game, um, this is a sports game, because we have a, uh, a sponsor of ours, has to do with uh, hockey. So it got me thinking of some sports teams in Fresno. So people who have been in Fresno for a long time might get this pretty easily. So I'm going to name... Um, a number of, it's very much like the last game. I'm going to name a number of Fresno baseball teams, one of which is fake. I'm going to see if you guys can pick okay. the fake one, okay? And this is a game that we call One is Not Like the Other. <laughs> I didn't have music for it, so. That's <laughs> oh, that, that sounded good. I yeah, like that. That's pretty good. You were in fake tune everything. Yeah, as yeah, right. an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we have. Jeremy's rethinking his entire evening. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, here we go. Which one is not real? All right. The Fresno Tigers. The Fresno Cardinals. The Fresno Sun Sox. The Fresno Suns. The Fresno Monarchs. Or the Fresno Raisin Eaters. That's too many choices. That's a right? lot of choices. I, I know. Remember I'm going to go with Cardinals. Wait, only only one is not real? Only one's not real. We have the Sun Sox. The Tigers. The Raisin Eaters. The Cardinals. The Monarchs. Or the Suns? I'm going to go with Cardinals. They're not indigenous to the area. So. Okay. All right. Marty's going with the Fresno Cardinals. But I'm always not wrong. being real. Guys Justin. This. <sighs> tough. It's a That's tough a tough one. one. It's a tough one. I'll just for fun go with Sun Sox because the it sounds, Sun Sox sounds bad. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad name. Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick... The Suns, because that sounds too legitimate. The Sun, the Fresno Sun. The Fresno Sun sounds too legitimate. The other okay. sound like nonsense. So it's true. I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to have to All pick right. the one. What about you, Jeremy? You got a guess on this? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals? Okay. You know yeah. what? Uh, I was gonna. I would have gone with the Cardinals if I didn't make up the Monarchs. Ah, oh, that's, oh, that's right. The Monarchs. But this is the history of Fresno, we, uh, Fresno baseball. We have the Sun Sox. Which turned into the Tigers, which is actually an all African American team. The Tigers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Which then turned into the Cardinals, then the Raisin Eaters, and then the Suns, and the Giants, and then not the Monarchs and the Grizzlies. So pretty interesting. Wow. Long history of baseball in the Valley. That was one team? Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, they're I mean, all you know, associated. They're they all, all played associated. in Fresno. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got one more. This is basketball. Here okay. we go. Less, less choices here. We have the Fresno Flame. The Fresno Fire, the Fresno Pioneers, or the Fresno Stars? The Flame, the Fire, the Pioneers, or the Stars? I'm going to go Fire, but I'm always wrong. <laughs> flame, Fire, Pioneers, Pioneers, or Stars? Or Stars. Hmm. Hmm. Long history of basketball in the Central and Valley. That, yeah. Come on, Don, you're our sports guy. I'm going to go Pioneers. Okay, he's going with the Pioneers. I'm seconding that. The I know Pioneers. I know they're sons of the Pioneers, but they're music. So okay. I think, interesting, yeah. interesting. I'm going Jeremy. for the Pioneers. Jeremy? Did somebody say flame already? Flames? Uh, no. No, I think Marty said the fire. The fire. The fires, yeah. But I'm always wrong. I'll go with the flames. <laughs> All right. And... Uh, Don and Eric got it right. No really? such team as the Pioneers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Quick story. I okay. knew the flame was real because I actually saw the Fresno Flame play a basketball oh, did game you? in the late 80s. And I remember. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Cylinder Arena or where? No, no, no. You know that building on Herndon and like Maple? It's like a college now or a school. Herndon and Maple. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Herndon and Maple. Um they had a yeah. gym on that campus, and that's where the Fresno Flame played their games. Wow. And saw them. Yeah. Huh. So the one that I was surprised about, the Fresno Stars, has the coolest logo. And you can actually buy an old jersey of it online. This guy makes old baseball. It's called VintageBasketball.com. Huh. All these old jerseys. And the Fresno Stars jersey is amazing. It was a like semi-pro. I forget the name of the league. But they called it a professional team. Um, they were around for like three or four years. A couple people actually went to the NBA from the Stars, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Kind of cool. So taking it back to Elvis, we know he was big well, into karate. Oh, oh, I oh, can't. You're not done? I can't. You're not done. 
can't take it back to Elvis just yet because we have a sponsor. Oh. This whole thing brought me to, I don't know if you guys like, you know, hockey. We have a long history of... Who yeah. doesn't like hockey? Right now. Yeah, Fresno awesome. had some good hockey. Oh, we had the oh, Falcons, great hockey. man. Great hockey. Have you guys seen the Monsters at all? Are they still yeah. around? I don't think so. No. Yeah, we just yeah. lost hockey, but the Falcons were amazing. Oh, many Jeremy, times. did you ever go see the Falcons at all? Jeremy, did you, ever, that you The Falcons. Yeah, I did, I did go see the Fresno Falcons, and yeah. I got to drop a ceremonial puck or two over the years. Oh, wow. awesome. That is so cool. So yeah. here is a group for you guys to check out. It's called I Remember the Fresno Falcons Hockey Club. They're on Facebook. Um, I'm going to post the link in the show notes. It's a long one. But it's a great group. It's for people who love hockey, who love the Fresno Falcons. It's a public group. It's there for you to share photos and videos. You can talk about your favorite memories watching the Fresno Falcons at the Sound Arena, the Save Mart Center, and even Isoplex. It goes all the way oh, back. Oh, wow. So I have a funny story, too, about the Fresno yeah. Falcons. My right. good friend, Adrian, he was a hockey player. He grew up yeah. in, uh, in the East Coast, I think in Canada, East Coast Canada. And uh, he knew, you know, Fresno is known as, you know, agriculture. Mm -hmm. So he, he heard about Fresno. And as he was getting, he was pretty good at hockey as he was going up through the ranks. As One of his friends joked that he was going to, like, end up in Fresno and play hockey in Fresno. Oh, no. He's like, that'll never happen. <laughs> so fast forward, he's playing for the Fresno Falcons, and they fold up, and he gets married, and now he just lives in Fresno. So That's right. <laughs> no. uh, Adrian's a super nice dude, by yeah. the way. Hockey yeah. dreams. Yeah. Hockey dreams. Uh, now, the monster, now didn't, did the Falcons turn into the Monsters? And I, then, uh, I have no well, idea. Well, the Monsters were like a young team. They were like an under-18 team, I believe. Oh, is that what yeah, it was? Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. But if you go there, check out the group. Um, they are, they have a lot of great, there's a ton of members in there. They're all talking about hockey, some old pictures. Apparently mm. there's a couple people who were Fresno Falcons in there who share memories. And we should get your uh, buddy Adrian in there into yeah. that group. Oh yeah, we should, we should get yeah. him in there. Um, yeah, that's also the advocate. This group's big. They're advocating for bringing hockey back to the sound arena. So check awesome. them out. Oh, that'd be great. Um, just Google. The best way to get there is Google. I remember the Fresno Falcons hockey club and thank you very much. I remember the Fresno Falcons hockey club for your sponsorship and sponsoring the no focus radio hour. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. You All know, right. maybe we should do a poll. Like would people watch the Fresno Falcons? I loved, I saw more Falcons if games than any other local sport. Really By far, yeah. And, you know, and we were just yeah. talking about, you know, in Fresno, Jeremy, we were just talking about on our show not too long ago. You know, Fresno is so hot that they need to do indoor stuff. We need to have more indoor stuff. Yeah. And what would be better than to have hockey where you got ice, you know, <laughs> indoors oh, yeah. during the summertime? That would be great, you know. You think everybody would flock to it, right? That's why it was great. It's nice and cool in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I was going to ask about sports and relating it back to Elvis. I know oh, yeah. he, he was in a movie where he played a boxer. Um, yeah. I know he liked to ride around on his motorbikes. He was into karate. Do you know if it, did you do you know personally if he played any sports? If Elvis was into sports at all, Jaren? I don't Elvis, know this. Yeah, of, as you mentioned, Elvis uh, loved uh, karate. He was a uh, black belt in karate. He got eighth degree, whether that's legitimate eighth, because 10th is the highest you can get. Uh -huh. And some of those might have been, hey, Zelvis, let's right, bump him up. Sure. <laughs> but, but, you know, he was a legitimate black belt for sure. And um, he loved uh, boxing and he really, really loved football. Mm. And he would get um, his own little games going. He ended up getting jerseys. He ended up getting cheerleaders. He'd invite some of the members of the L.A. Rams to come play with them because oh, they were wow. out in Hollywood making movies. And so um, he his favorite team was the Cleveland Browns. He loved Jim Brown. and oh, wow. um, But he was friends with some of the L.A. Ram guys, like I say, that would come and play touch football with them. And then uh, Elvis would draw up his own plays. And if you go to Graceland today, you can you can see all of Elvis's drawn plays. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Now, he, now yeah. he did karate. Now, it was in the 70s, right? That's when it kind of hit big. Yeah. Yeah. He was all, all into it. He wanted to make a movie called The New Gladiators. And they actually filmed some of it. So Elvis is there. And uh, but it's 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 funny because all the other guys are just in their karate gi, barefoot and all that. But here's Elvis. He's got his karate gi, but he's got his concert boots, his gold sunglasses. <laughs> all the, you know, awesome. <laughs> That's classic. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, but uh, but he he was good though, and he would do incorporate that into his stage show mm -hmm. and do some of these kicks and punches and these you know deep knee bends and such. And so that became a part of his 
his uh, stage routine also. Yeah, I mean, that, that's usually the, the, the classic Elvis that everybody sees now, right? You know, the, the, yeah. the big, uh, the karate moves, you know, yeah. The flexibility, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But he loved it, and he would help sponsor different karate tournaments. And so if Elvis got into something, he was into it all the way. And he got into karate a lot and got to know a lot of the um, different instructors around the world and so forth. Now, um, is it true that he did like the fried, what, what was it, fried banana uh, mm. and bologna? Or what, what was those sandwiches he <laughs> made? Well, it, it was like a bun, right? <laughs> Full of peanut butter what and was that bacon. Sandwich? And... Okay, there's two sandwiches. Okay, now one of them is your general fried peanut butter and banana sandwich that he had at home. Okay. And that one is peanut butter, banana, fried and butter or or fat, bacon okay. grease, or whatever. Ooh. And so that's your standard mm. fried peanut butter and banana sandwich he ate at home. He would fly to Denver for something that was called a fool's gold sandwich. Mm. And the fool's gold is a whole loaf of bread hollowed out with peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. And, uh, Dude, yeah. he knew how to eat. <laughs> oh, my heart just <laughs> If there's one right thing there. you knew how to do, man, it was yeah. eat. Now, let me ask he you. He would fly over there just for those sandwiches. They'd bring them to the plane in silver trays. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried any of those sandwiches? Oh, yeah. The fried peanut butter and banana itself. I'll make those here at home from time to time. Really? But, um, let me tell you, you know, Elvis only made it to 42. I'm 46, so I don't eat too many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to be careful with those. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, you used to do a, um, a lot of traveling, too, and actually going to Graceland and, and do these different trips with fans and stuff. Do you still do that or plan on doing that? Or We had one to Hawaii that was supposed to take off a week after COVID hit. Oh, no. And so no. we had to cancel that, refund everybody's money. But um, we've done, we've done that one before, too. And what we do is, whether it's Hawaii or whether it's Memphis or Vegas, is I'm their guide. I'm dressed as Elvis. I take them to all the notable sites. Like, here's where Elvis filmed this scene. Here's where Elvis did that. And mm. then I always do a concert there. I did it at the Hilton Hawaiian Village when we were in Hawaii. I did it on Beale Street in Memphis, um, all different places. But every year, generally, we take the fans on a fan trip. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be looking to do that again here very soon also. Oh, good. So you're going to get awesome. back into that. Yeah. Very back into there, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool, very cool. How many times have you been to Graceland? I've been there myself um, eight, eight or nine times. Okay, all right. Yeah, and uh, I've been getting the itch to go back again. It's, it's kind of like recharging your batteries when you go there if you're an Elvis fan, particularly if you're an Elvis performer, and oh. uh, go see everything and, you know, go to Mecca. And uh, it's yeah. like, ah, I'm recharged, you know. <laughs> well, now, when you go there, do you, because, you know, you've been there eight times, nine times. When you go there, do you yeah. find something new every time? I mean, is there like, oh, I didn't see that before. Is there always, like, new stuff you find? or? Yeah, and they'll bring new things out because they can't put every single thing on display mm. at one time. And so they'll bring out, because uh, I'm a jumpsuit junkie. I love the jumpsuit. I love his stage costumes. Yeah. And then they came out with like the ultimate display one year where they brought out every suit they had. Because usually there's like, you know, 15 to 20 on display. But they have like 80 in their collection and they put them all out at once. Wow. And it was, it was like, oh, this, I was in mm. seventh heaven. <laughs> that is so cool. Is, is Graceland actually pretty big? I've never been there. Is, is the mansion pretty big itself or is, is it kind of small really in, in today's – uh, world, you know, comparatively, it, it is for mansion standards. You know, heck, they're building them out here in Clovis as big as Graceland. You know, <laughs> and uh, but um, yeah, there it's not that big by mansion standards. What yeah. makes it really cool and really fun, besides the fact that you know this is where Elvis lived, is each room is completely different than the next. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, okay. you've got the jungle room, you've got the pool room, you got the TV room, and all of them have this funky deck decor and so forth. And so each room is different. Then you get to see all of his cars, all of his bikes, his three-wheelers, mm. all that stuff. And uh, so it's really cool. You can't go in Elvis's bedroom, though. Oh, really? That's the, yeah, you, really? since that's where he passed away, they only allow his daughter and one cleaning person to go up there. Wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. not even like a door that you can look through. You just can't nope. even. It's just blocked you, off. Because it, it's upstairs, and the whole upstairs, wow. uh, you can't go up there. So it's everything that's just downstairs. Yeah. Do you think he's still living up there? I wonder. <laughs> I wanted to think that for so long. Oh, my gosh. I remember there was a tabloid 
that swore he was going to come in in a helicopter on one of the Super Bowl halftime shows oh about my 10 God. years ago. Oh, really? And, and, oh, and I just hoped against hope, and when he didn't show up, <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for a long time, they talked about he was abducted by aliens, or he's up there with Bruce Lee, all of them, you know, are all together hanging out somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. No, there was a whole, in the mid-80s, the whole Elvis is, it faked his death. Elvis is still alive. was yeah. huge. And I had a lot of friends that actually believed that he did fake his death, that, you know, he was in the witness protection program. Wow. And because a lot of those stories, they start with a little shred of truth. And there was some stuff that some, uh, you know, police had to get involved with something to do with Elvis and an investment or whatever. So you take some little shred of truth and you build this grand conspiracy around it, you know. Well, well there was even a movie. Wasn't there a movie about that where he faked his death, too, I think? Uh, There's been lots of movies like that. Has, has yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember one of them, but yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was called. My favorite yeah. Elvis themed movie is um, Honeymoon in Vegas with Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Love that movie. You were actually, well, you were, was, that, was that the one, uh, uh, was that the one you were almost involved in? There was one of them that they actually. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that story. Yeah. Okay. Um, just real fast. Yeah. Nicholas Cage was married to Lisa Marie, of yeah. course. Yeah. 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 Elvis's daughter at one point because he loved Elvis memorabilia and he got the ultimate piece. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> for a while. Anyway. But, That's great. Anyway, oh my gosh. But, for a while anyway. But anyway. Okay. Off to 3000 miles to Graceland is uh, the name yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. It had Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner. Costner yep. And, uh, you know, I forget who else. But anyway, I got a call when this movie was being made. They said, can you come and be part of this, be at the Riviera Hotel on Friday. This was like a few days before. And I'd never heard from this promoter, didn't know much about him. I thought, because they said, what you're going to do, the first thing you're going to do, we're going to do a little, little promo thing of you standing out front of the Riviera with a few other Elvises. I said, okay. And then I thought, I talked, you know, talked it over and I'm like, I don't know about this. It sounds kind of shaky. Mm. And I was going to have to cancel a gig to go do it. So anyway, long story short, I thought, nah, this is a, like a gag just to, to do a promo for the video, some stunt. I'm not going to be in the movie. Right. And so okay. I gave him a number of a friend that did it and said, well, you can call him. He might want to do it. And then I go to the movie, and there that son of a gun is on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like right on the screen. Of me. I mean, you know, the main guy right man, there or what? Man, I said bad words, and there was kids in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up, and instead they had cast Kurt Russell. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Was really I thought for sure I could be in this movie, you know, but yeah. there it was. Well, you know, that's, that's a mistake. A, well, that's the thing. You just don't know. Like you said, you haven't heard from the promoter before. And, you know, you're like, hey, listen, I can make some real money out here doing shows. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, because that, that would take away from your time from that, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so it's that, that kind of a, a gamble. And so I didn't end up being in that movie. So that that's always kind of stuck in my craw. But I did get a payday that day. But well, that's good. Yeah. Were, were you uh, were you still friends with the guy that did show up in the movie? I never really liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a story for Jeremy. This is a true story. I, back 20 years ago, I could do a pretty decent Elvis imitation. And uh, somebody contacted me and was like, I need it. This lady I know wants to throw herself an Elvis birthday party. Will you be, you know, the Elvis impersonator? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got all ready. Bought myself a jumpsuit. And, like, from the Halloween store, you know, it was nothing, but, but it looked pretty, it looked okay. I mean, yeah. for a Halloween store one, it was good. And sure. I got the glasses and I got my hair cause I still had big, thick hair. And I looked like Elvis and I practiced and I sounded pretty good. And this party was in Oakhurst. I drove all the way up to Oakhurst and, um, it's at the, uh, some, ho some, I can't remember some hall banquet hall in Oakhurst and I'm walking around and I hear music and i go in and there's a different elvis in person it wasn't you it was somebody else oh, i thought there's the story a, was no gonna no it wasn't it wasn't hilarious <laughs> there's a different elvis impersonator so what had happened was the lady uh whose birthday it was wanted an elvis impersonator for i don't know this was like her 50th birthday or something and yeah. she herself contacted me so i was gonna do it well, unbeknownst to her, someone else in her family planned like this surprise Elvis party for her <laughs> and hired somebody else. So I get to Oakhurst and Elvis is already on the stage and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I was all bummed. But the super cool thing happened. There was a guy who came up to me. He's like, hey, my son is a huge Elvis fan and you look a lot like him. Could you just shake his hand? And this this young man was um, he had Down syndrome and he was uh, 
he was so excited to see Elvis, wow. you know? Yeah. So I shook his hand, and you know, I did the Elvis voice. I put my arm around him. We took a picture together, and he was just glowing, you know? I was like, this That's made cool. it worth it. This made the whole trip yeah. oh, to Oaker's wow. worth it, you know? Just making exactly. an Elvis fan happy. It was super cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I get, hey, you know, if Jeremy, if you ever need a, uh, somebody to come up on stage with you, too, if you need some help handing out those scarves, sounds like a no, Don here not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just take off the rust and ready to roll. Could live your Elvis dream after all. I'd have all. to be fat, fat Elvis at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, very, very, very cool. Very cool. Do you have any stories like that where, uh, you know, you know, fans like that, something like that happened to you, you know, where maybe you went somewhere and just really made somebody's day or surprised anybody or anything like that? Yeah, we've had a, a number of those type of things over the years. And, um, yeah, we just did an event for, for a little girl that uh, uh, had severe disabilities. And, and she loved it. Her parents loved it. They picked her up, mm. you know, tears in the parents' eyes, that type of thing. And just wonderful, wonderful. And been so many different things over the years. I mean that this means what it means to people. I mean, people getting married, wearing my concert shirts. <laughs> wow. I, you know, That's cool. Um, yeah. Like I say, people getting buried with scarves or asking me to come to the hospital and pray for them mm. and things like that. I mean, it's like very meaningful for me to do so. Or will you call them? They're about to go into surgery. Will you just mm. call them? You wow. know, and that kind of stuff. It's like, wow, I'm just, a, I'm a pretend Elvis, mm -hmm, right. you know, but it's so meaningful to people. It's like, wow, this is a really great job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's so cool, honestly. I mean, there's, you know, there, especially people a lot of times make fun of Fresno, but the fact that you can have built a career doing something that you love, being able to sing and, uh, you know, do, you know, like you said, you're going to be Elvis for a living and people enjoy it and you get to make people happy. I think that is so cool that you can do that. Oh, in that's a, awesome. And what people might refer to as a small town, but no, like you get to make a living off of it, which is just amazing. Like, Well, that's yeah. what my dad, he told me, he goes, when I told him, hey, I think I'm going to try to do Elvis for a living. You know, this was out of college. And he goes, in Fresno? <laughs> right. And uh, he said, you're going to have to move to Vegas or something. Yeah. You can't make a living as Elvis in Fresno. Right. And, um, but uh, thankfully, you know, we've just built up such a, a fan base and a lot of the customers, mm -hmm. they hire us for their Christmas party every year right. or I'll go mm -hmm. back to that retirement home every summer. And so a lot of them are return gigs and and we've just built up memories. I, I've got generations of fans in this area where the grandma originally came, then she brought her daughter and now they're bringing the granddaughter, mm -hmm. you know, wow. and so I had a girl come up to me not long ago. And she said, well, you signed this scarf for me. I didn't get it signed at the show I got it at. And I thought, you know, um, it must've been a week or two ago. She goes, uh, you know, you gave this to me at wild water 20 years ago. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my Unbelievable. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. incredible. That, that has to make you feel really good. I mean, you know, just in the and really sense. Old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's cool. You said you started no, performing as Elvis when you were six or eight. Yeah, eight years old started yeah. it off, and so I'll be getting up to my 40th anniversary yeah. here in two years. <laughs> so, I mean, you've been wow. performing longer than Elvis. I yeah. think that is so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you've had more experience as Elvis than Elvis had as Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I've done Elvis longer than Elvis did Elvis. Mm, that's right. incredible. Those, Very. Those cool. songs are like my friends. Right. You know, I mean, it's like how many times have I sung "Blue Suede Shoes" or "Suspicious Minds" or "Burning Love" and mm. all of that? And so, yeah, those songs are my friends and elvis i always say is the closest friend i never met right yeah. wow wow very very yeah, cool very way to cool. put it yeah i love what it what is what is your favorite elvis song to perform my my favorite elvis song to perform is whatever the crowd's wanting to hear in that moment because nice. i have my favorites but my secret to success and i always share this with other performers it's like okay you do you want to make a living would you like to make some money or do you want to just do your thing because do what the crowd wants and you'll stay in business. So it doesn't matter if I want to sing Love Me Tender. Do they want to hear Love Me Tender? Mm. You know? yeah, and so advice. that's the secret to success. Give the people what they want and you'll stay in business. And that's know, great. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I can say, too, from personal experience, I've seen this guy perform many times and he is truly amazing. And he does give it all out there. I mean, you're not just seeing, you know, a show. I mean, you're experiencing Elvis. It's right. amazing. So well, thank you. Well, sir. I love yeah. it. Hey Jeremy, so we're we're about to come to a close. I want to give you is there any um any shows coming up? I know you already pitched the two that we'd like to go see. I'm gonna try to check you out at the Belmont. Give us his uh, Facebook again. Yeah, what, what's yeah. your Facebook? So, yeah. Yeah, go Facebook for it. Dot, 
facebook.com slash Jeremy Elvis Pierce. And you can also go to Jeremy Elvis Pierce.com and we right. post all of our shows on there. Awesome. So yeah, we'll so. post those in the show notes and then send those out as well on the social media for listeners. Um, if you're driving around right now, you don't need to pull over and write it down. You can find it on the website. You can stay safe. So, uh, Jeremy, I Really appreciate you coming in. It was such a blast having you. Yeah, a lot uh, of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I had a great time. I love to talk Elvis, and thanks for giving me a chance to do it. Uh, yeah, it was our sure. pleasure, man. Anytime, thank man. You. Anytime. All right. Uh, Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, All right everybody. Thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we want to thank Jeremy Elvis Pierce for being on. Remember to check out his site, I'm at jeremyelvispierce.com, and uh, you can find uh, show notes at nofocusradio.com. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking some good stuff. we got to talk about how broccoli is America's new favorite vegetable. Uh, We have a Jollibee coming to town, and we have some polls. Don Don Schlick's polls. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon.